hit it, Phil. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh, no! It isn't the breeze, it's Jackson time. La, da, da, da. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking, and uh, I'm joined by our three wonderful guest panelists today. <laughs> we have John Henderson here from This Day and Jack Benny. Uh, John, do you got any, um, since we're in the summer piece of our program with uh, with doing uh, this tribute to Jack Benny specials, Jack Benny's special summer, uh, do you have anything lined up for this summer going on different or anything? You yes, I do. do. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you know, we play the Jack Benny show during the year based on around the same time that it was uh, originally aired, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then in the summer, there's no Jack Benny show, so you have to find something else to do. So this summer, I'm going to be playing uh, each week a chapter from the audiobook that I made of uh, Kathy's book, Jack Benny and the Golden Age of American Radio Comedy. So that's what I'm going to be doing this summer. Uh, some other things too, but that's the main thing. And does Kathy introduce every chapter? I can't remember. Yes. Yes. So you get a, you get to spend your summer with Kathy. Who could who could enjoy anything more oh, than there, No, and Stephanie and her fabulous yes. reading skills. Yes. Like I said my husband didn't recognize the the book he you know he was uh, listening to her uh, uh, reading several parts and he goes that's really good who wrote that <laughs> she does a fa fabulous job of everything that she does i mean all the voices she does in our recreations are just wonderful she adds so much to that and then reading your book what a challenging it was her first time doing that yeah and she'd always wanted to do that from what i heard and and taking on Kathy's book that's written at a more uh, what yeah, I don't know, college know. level or the the, the perfect yeah it's it's it wasn't C spot run or something like that so there we go <laughs> but your wife navigated it really well I love her stories from the convention about trying to figure out different uh, passages how to say them right and how to get this across and um yeah and and you'd think too you'd look and i'd be like okay how do i pronounce that word again and things yeah well um, i tried to take the pressure off because she's read you know books for me before right. because she enjoys reading and i enjoy listening yeah. and so i'm like just read it like you're going to read it to me this is you know it's yeah. not we're not going to be you know selling it for you know 25 dollars a pop just i just want it to be a way for people to be able to enjoy the book but yeah. she's just so professional and meticulous that she's like <laughs> no i want to get it perfect and so yeah she i mean so much of it she just sort of rattled off yeah. but you know, when you hit a name or something now you got to figure out how do you say that name and all that did they did they have the word proteins in the book anywhere? I don't know. I, I always love the way that Don Wilson says proteins. It's like okay, and uh, and pleasure. Don Wilson says pleasure. yeah. Don Wilson says words so interesting, and I'm always wondering. Okay, is that just Don Wilson's way of, of pronouncing these words, or was it back then they were pronounced this way? I don't know. His main use. Yeah, main use. So. Yeah, yes, yes. You're. I'm like, okay. Anyway, uh, look at that. We're talking about Don Wilson, and he's not even in this show, but that's that's all right. Uh, so, so this what we're presenting Wait, is you gotta introduce Terry. Special. What was that? You have to introduce Terry. Oh, I, we love Terry. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> Let's just get on with the show. We don't have time for this. This we have Terry Phillips back. 
hasn't been with us in in a while and uh and and we'll just reiterate he's doing a kickstarter for his uh well you you tell us terry what you're doing the kickstarter for well it's a it's a fundraiser for a new one-man show that i've written called ronald reagan saves the world which is due to premiere in santa barbara california on september 1st and then after that uh, we're taking it on the road the kickstarter campaign begins today april 1st not an april fool's joke yeah. <laughs> it runs through the middle of May, and our goal is to raise $25,000 to pay for all of our pre-production costs, the theater, the sets, the costumes, all that stuff. What kind of swag have you got for donors? A few things. Uh, of course, at a certain level, there are free tickets. Um, there's a digital copy of the script. Uh, let's see. Oh, a, a, a behind-the-scenes uh, video chat with the star. And... Um, Something else I'm leaving out. I might make a copy of my novel available to a small group of people. Oh, and of course, you know, the people will be listed in uh, our our playbill and uh, social media and so forth. Now we're we're trying to make it um, more than just the play. And the other thing I haven't mentioned a lot is that we're partnering with the Alzheimer's Association to do uh, a fundraiser, a benefit program uh, during at the end of every run. Uh, so, because as most people, I think know, um, uh, Ronald Reagan died from complications of Alzheimer's, and so we're we're working with them to um, do something. That's, that's awesome, possible, Jerry. Not, not just have an entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and since you're doing that, I'm going to throw a little bonus in. So, anyone who play, who who donates at the twenty thousand dollar level, <laughs> I will draw a sketch of uh, Ronald Reagan because I'm known for my sketching ability of stick figures. And then I'll sign it for you as Buck Benny or Daryl Lance, whichever you like, or both. So there you go. So, so that's anybody at the twenty thousand dollar level. Um, I'm sure that'll be a very popular level to do. <laughs> I, I would happily do that, but then I'd have to have a Kickstarter campaign for my, <laughs> my Kickstarter campaign. I'm not sure that'll work. No. But I appreciate the gesture. Yo, there you go. There you go. I'm always generous. There you go. So, anyway, so go to yeah, go to Kickstarter.com. Look for Ronald Reagan saves the world, and uh, alias Jesse James. No, no, that's no. <laughs> you should you should like create one to to go through and re-edit that film and make it better. But I, I don't know. <laughs> but it could be the perfect film for all we know. No one, none of us have ever seen it. So, <laughs> so anyway. Tonight, uh, we have for you Jack's second special, and on this special, he preempts um, Perry Mason, and I think he did something brilliant here. I just love it. He actually has the star of Perry Mason on his show, Raymond Burr, and Raymond Burr, this is the third appearance of Raymond Burr with Jack Benny that I know of. It might, I think it's probably, probably the second appearance. I think the third one actually happens after this, maybe, but anyway, um, he, he appeared twice on Jack Benny's uh, television show, and both of them are excellent, excellent uh, episodes of the Jack Benny show. Just fun to watch and, 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 and fun to experience. And so seeing him on here, I was delighted to see it, and he did not let me down. He did. Uh, Raymond Burr continues to bring like his A game every time to, the, to any of these specials and is open to do all kinds of things you wouldn't think Raymond Burr would be comfortable doing, but uh, apparently he really liked comedy and he really did a good job of it. So I, I, I love this special, the beginning piece, and we're not going to give it all away for you or anything, but it again is a great start, a great 
kickoff to this um to this episode to this to this special and uh they, they did the same thing we described it last time they they did a, a huge number that was really impressive and this in its own way though not as uh, involved of a piece as that is still really impressive and fun to watch as as they they do what they do to uh to have a there's a little dispute at the very beginning of the episode between Raymond Burr and and uh Jack Benny as to what they should be doing and and so that's kind of a, a fun fun bit like I say I though of course with my mind I'm going oh wouldn't this have been fun if he kept doing this when they preempt Star Trek if they had the you know Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock over there talking to him well logically you shouldn't be taking over our time slot because you know it would have been great but no he just does this the one time I think um actually in the other specials he might have done it one more time but I can't remember but we'll run into that one run into it right so uh, let's let's just go around the horn and see what people think about this uh wonderful show let's go to um let's go to terry first terry what uh, what struck you about this one well uh, i'm going to make a suggestion for us here there's a there's a surprise appearance by a regular member of jack benny's stock cast and i think we shouldn't tell the audience okay. because it was a wonderful surprise when when uh, yeah. this person shows up and i think we should just leave that there other than to say that uh you should keep your eyes open because somebody will appear who is not billed uh -huh. uh, and uh and so there's that um I love the McGuire sisters the <laughs> McGuire sisters were a staple of uh American musical entertainment in the I don't know if she if they went back to the 40s 50s for sure and I think into the 60s and uh I didn't check to see if any of them were still around. I think they might be. They weren't that old. I mean, they were actually quite young in the in 1959. So they're probably still with us, but I don't know if they're performing anymore. Well, and the bit they give them to do is another one of those bits that has been done by various performers with Jack before. Yeah. But I loved their delivery it was so good. And it just seemed like an almost natural conversation that just kind of gets off the rails as it goes further and further. And I loved it. Now, I don't know if it was just the copy that we had or uh, it, or or what, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it looked, sounded like they cut one of the, their numbers. Is yeah. that right? Well, that, that's why the hour is only 40 minutes long. Yeah, ah, right. So it's just our just our copy that we... Right, uh, which might uh, be the only copy in existence for all we know. I, right. I searched because I was thinking the exact same thing. And so, because I watched it a, f a few days ago, and then when I was watching it, I was like, oh... I'll search and see if someone else has everybody's is the same length that I can find. So that's what you have. And so apparently that's why the running time, like you say, is shorter. I wonder what else they cut. Cause certainly that wouldn't bring the running time down to 45 minutes. You would have to well, cut right, right. 10 minutes of the show or something, at least. You yeah. Would. All right. Another, another 10 minutes of, um, Greyhound and Benrus commercials. <laughs> yeah, it could be, but, but which was strange. You would think you would cut the commercials rather than cut the show itself. Oh uh, no, I I wanted to mention the I don't feel loved and really need <laughs> Benrus watch to make my life worthwhile. A watch. You have a baby. Get a watch. <laughs> and then of course the other big name on on this episode was Danny Thomas, and I remember watching his sitcom Make Room for Daddy. Um, it was, it seemed like it ran forever. I don't know how many seasons it was on, but he was huge, huge, huge. And not just his proboscis, but yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the peak of his 
Yeah, I think roughly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one last, that's, that's... one last, one last observation. Sorry, Kathy. Uh, the uh, the marquee chimps were in this one again. Uh, we we'd mentioned in a previous discussion that that they were on, and unlike Jack Benny, it seemed like it was a, almost exactly the same uh, act. But as Kathy, I think you had observed before, um, because it wasn't the first time, the chips had kind of gotten used to Jack, so it wasn't quite as lovely and spontaneous. Um, but it was I still actually great. thought it. I actually thought it was a repeat, and it just the more we watch it, the less spontaneous it gets. So you may be right. I thought it was the exact same thing. Um, no, they I think it was the a, same a, thing in. I think they redid it because it seems like. There was something missing from this one that was in the previous one, but maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you were right that just because we were so inured to, or or like maybe you're both right in some ways, and maybe they cut a little bit out of the other one to shorten it up, and so it, it seemed, seemed like different. it was. It, yeah. You're right. It seemed like it was tighter. Yeah, it seemed to me, but I don't know. Anyway, it was. I mean, how how can you go wrong with the marquee chips? It was still you, fun. You can't. <laughs> Speaking of chimps, let's see what John has to say about the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, with the as far as the chimps go, because that's what you're referring to, I, I think that uh, uh, it was, if you've never seen the first one that we're talking about, you're going to really enjoy the chimps. I thought, you know, it's a great bit. And, you know, there's lots of people back then and even now who wouldn't have seen the first one. And so if you watch it, you're going to love the chimps. And like you say, the Maguire sisters, I actually hadn't heard that bit before. At least I didn't remember it. And I thought it was hilarious. It was great. And that, and then you got the Danny Thomas stuff, especially the part where they say, now this I'm going to spoil, the part where they say that they cut him for time. Like just the, the out of the box way of doing comedy, both with the, the Raymond Burr and with this thing, it's not something you expect. And they, they, they play it out beautifully. You know, sometimes you get like a great idea. You know, what you watch Saturday Night Live, they've got a great idea and then they don't quite pull it off or they don't have a great way to end it. This was just beautiful and perfect. I thought it was great original comedy and I loved it. Yeah. And John, I have to tell you, you mentioned Saturday Night Live. I'm glad you did because doesn't it seem to you that this opening bit inspired what is a regular feature on Saturday Night Live? talking to somebody in the audience who's actually oh, yeah right yeah. totally yeah, yeah for sure yep and uh the 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 bit about not having time jack has played with that in so many ways one of my favorites is when he's introducing a song on his one of his christmas episodes of his radio show and it's so much fun he's he's like um we're we're running a little short on time, folks. So uh, we're going to have our singers sing Let It Snow. And he says, the actual title is Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. But I didn't <laughs> want to waste the time to say the whole title of Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Because we are, you know, time sometimes is tight and we just don't have time to always say whole title. So I find try and find ways to save time on my show and not and be able to eliminate things like let it snow let it snow let it snow so uh, here we go with the song anyway so that that's his intro to the song and it just it's just so stupid and funny i just love it so yeah, yeah. and the, i mean like you mentioned already i 
I loved watching Raymond Burr in the first episode we saw where he was the guest on the Jack Benny show. I never thought they would have been able to top it. And then they topped it. So You're it right. was great. Yes. Yeah, I think I this is my favorite appearance of, of Raymond Burr yeah. of the three, probably. And you wouldn't, I wouldn't think in a special that that, that would happen. I mean, generally, I kind of like the Jack Benny show almost more than the specials sometimes, but they really pulled it off and things. So, yeah. And and to think that this was live. Mm -hmm. And what really impressed me between the spectacular opening numbers of these two specials, in the first one, the, the bands come back and forth and Jack is just standing there still. Here he's climbing through windows and running around. You know, so, yes. so much had to um, be choreographed to, to get all these people moving the furniture in place and get the greyhound on the stand and all Let's that. Say, so. again, the man was 65 years old. Yeah. Right? Not that much older than he was then now, but uh can't imagine. Well, this the part where where he's uh just giving a smidge away, nothing big here, but the part where he's like in like he's bent over like he's sitting in a chair, and the person picks him up and he stays in chair sitting <laughs> mode as the person carries him across the stage. I'm going, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Keep my legs up that long. Who knows? So, so uh, I was impressed. I mean, Jack does impress me physically in this time frame quite a bit. Even on his show, he has dancing numbers that he does and things that that uh, that you go, okay, that's that's pretty good for him. Even though he might have doubles do parts of the dancing numbers and things. You know, his big thing, Jack's big thing, often is. Uh, like in a dancing number to do all kinds of dips and things that, that there's no way he can do in spins and everything. And of course you can, usually it's with somebody that doesn't even look remotely like Jack that takes <laughs> over for him. And that adds to the comedy element of the fact that sometimes it's Jack and sometimes it's not, but, but still, even on the close-ups, he does things that you go, Oh, that's pretty good for a guy his age. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Kathy, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, that's well i've uh, said i've never seen this one before so i'm very grateful yeah. uh, uh for you uh presenting this summer series and as i said uh, just as we've been talking about i was really impressed with how involved the opening scene was and how much jack had to physically perform in it both that and the final skit um yeah. uh jumping over bowling balls and and things like that yes. uh, uh, oh, quite... I so love that skit. I'm so glad you mentioned that skit. We need to talk about that bit because it was a fun, fun uh, bit. It felt like more like something out of a Lucille Ball uh, show than it did out of a Jack Benny show. But Jack pulled it off beautifully. And it just it was just so much fun. And he was having so much fun with it. I mean, every time he jumped, he'd sort of laugh at the whole thing and, and the ludicrousness of it and so forth. But I think we have to pay tribute again to Danny Thomas here. He was matching, I would say, Jack Benny's timing in this. He, yes. he was oh, he yeah. really pulled it off. Yeah, I, I think he totally was watching Jack and, and having Jack take the lead. And he was just doing whatever Jack did when Jack did it. And it worked. It really worked nicely. I, I love the bit. About, don't you have granulated sugar i don't like cubes. <laughs> he's like oh wait <laughs> that's a great great little bit i uh, i totally agree with you all in praising danny thomas because i was really blown away with um the improvisational 
uh, aspects of the interviewing him out in the audience with Danny making fun of Jack's mannerisms and and um, and and Jack just sort of looking on in disbelief. It was great fun. So. Yes, yes, and uh, certainly in Jack's television show before this. They've done that too. I, I I can't remember who it was Danny Thomas that they did it with, but they did it certainly with somebody out in the audience who what who got cut from the show or whatever, and and you know the, the banter back and forth between them was very similar. Uh, but this uh, certainly was taken to a whole nother level, and and I really really enjoyed it. Um, and it was fun to see Jack. Just it, these are perfect situations for Jack. I mean, they know that, so they they're like one you can have danny thomas go up as much as he wants i mean he can he can totally play the hand this out as much as he wants and and then you pan over to jack's reaction and get jack's reaction each time and it makes it even funnier and so it, it they're perfect and the fact that jack could do that with any performer and never have to say a line he would it would just be his his looks were so funny and so good i was um just watching uh it's a mad 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 world the other day and uh my kids were were watching it with me well i was making them watch it with me but it's all <laughs> they still do it and they're in their 20s it's like all right well let dad choose um anyway no i think i think you missed two mads now were you doing that just for <laughs> <laughs> just trying time to save time because if you say the whole thing it just takes too much time and we are pushed for time on this podcast so we don't have time for that to say all the mads and it's a mad 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 whatever it is <laughs> anyway so my kids are watching and they're going oh jack benny's in this and i'm like he's not in it very much guys so just just know that and then but then he shows up and when he shows up he his facial expression is so perfect i'm just like man he not only steals the scene but it makes him feel like he's a bigger part of the film than he even is he's like doesn't i don't I don't even think he has a line. I think he just has a look as he pulls up and then he goes away. Maybe he has a line, but I, whatever. But it's it's just an instant little cameo. And yet, you know, people look at it later and go, yeah, Jack Benny was in that film. It's like, <laughs> sort of, kind of. <laughs> but uh, what a fun film to watch and, and just fun to, and it, it made it a little less entertaining because as everybody comes on, I'm having to explain to everybody who this person is, <laughs> who the next person is. <laughs> oh, that's Jonathan Winters. He's a very good comedian. <laughs> and then, of course, I spoil things. He's about ready to tear apart the gas station. That's going to be really funny. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of credits, if I may, yes. Unlike the, uh, one of my go-to sources when we do these things is uh, the website IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, yeah. which lists lots of things, not always accurately, but uh, <laughs> it's often a good source. Yes. And uh, for the previous episode that we discussed, there was very little in the way of uh, of um, supporting cast information, almost nothing. Similarly, in this one, they left out a whole bunch of people. But if you listen at the very end, the announcer um, lists all of these people. And of course, Benny Rubin, we should have recognized in that diner scene from the back because of his voice. Yes. Um, but there were a bunch of other uh, names in here that I did not know. And I won't list them all because it's because we don't have time for that. Right. Um, but the one they left out was Lady Greyhound. Oh. Because <laughs> she was in the commercial. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. She, apparently she had a long and uh, storied career as a yes. uh, commercial performer. Yeah. 
the weighted grand. And I'll jump in on that with the the uh, the the guest we're not going to mention who comes on uh, the show and surprises us. That character got so many laughs just from the moment he steps on stage and they're laughing the entire time everything he does it's just wonderful and it, it was a very enjoyable piece to this and added a little capstone piece to that whole bowling uh thing and yeah it was great so uh a fun probably gotta be in my top five of the, of all the jack benny specials ever and maybe even higher than that i'd have to watch it a few more times and, and think about it but really a fun fun episode you guys are maybe at the end of the summer you. we'll have to rate them all yeah exactly it it's it's interesting how buck benny's top five has 17 shows <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to do a compressed version that's right but for time we're cutting down to these five anyway then, uh anyway anything else to throw to mention in this one just uh, uh like i say fun fun show to, to to watch both these specials have been really well special <laughs> what is the prize <laughs> enjoy your special summer we'll be back next week with another jack benny special Oh, and just to, for people are watching this in the future, this is going to be the summer of 2023 that we're presenting these, most of these specials. So there you go. The Jack Benny Hour. Starring Jack Benny. With his guest stars, the McGuire sisters. And his special guest, Danny Thomas. The Marquis family, Jack and those wonderful monkeys. With David Rose and his orchestra. Brought to you by Ben Russ, makers of today. The watch with the movement unconditionally guaranteed for three whole years. And by the Greyhound Corporation. It's such a comfort to take the bus. And leave the driving to us. And here he is, Jack Benny. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my special hour show. Mr. Burr. Mr. Now, Burr. tonight, no, we're, going Burr, guest, we're going to have as guests. Raymond. Raymond Burr. Perry Mason to you, and I'll thank you to get off the stage. <laughs> but wait a minute. Raymond, I'm doing my show right now. Oh, no, you're not, Jack. This is my hour. The Perry Mason show goes on every week, just at this time. I, I know it does. I know it does. But look, but not tonight. You see, your sponsor relinquished the time. You heard them announce it. They relinquished the time to me. It's all been cleared. Well, nobody bothered to clear it with me. <laughs> Open the curtain, please. <laughs> Thank you very much.
ridiculous thing I've ever... Look at it. 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 Raymond. Raymond, you can't do this to me. I mean, they relinquish the time. This is my hour. This is very important to me. Important to you. If I don't go on tonight, a woman will hang. <laughs> intruder to stop badgering the witness? I'm not badgering anybody. All I'm Please trying to do... Throw this agitator out. Hey, I don't know. I didn't hire anybody. I didn't hire a judge or anybody. Now, uh, let's continue the case. All right. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, let me show you first uh, People's Exhibit A. Now, uh, as you recall, <laughs> <laughs> uh, insists on being in the courtroom, see, he sits down. But I don't have to sit down. This is my whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hire him. I didn't hire You may proceed with your witness. Very well, Your Honor. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the witness has testified that she saw the act murderer. Uh, now, miss, can you make a positive identification? Yes, I can. And isn't it true that the axe murderer is right here in this courtroom? Yes, he is. Would you please point him out for the court? Over there, the old man with the glasses. <laughs> I'm not even into this. <laughs> I came down here to do my show. You came down to do what? The show, the show for Greyhound Bus and, be and Ben Russ Watch. That's a new development. Do you, uh, do you have any evidence? Well, of course I have evidence. Bring in the witness. Step down, please. <laughs> now, will you please tell the court in your own words, are you, are you, are you not Lady Greyhound, America's first lady of transportation? <laughs> well, isn't it true that your motto is, it's such a comfort to take the bus and leave the driving to us? And isn't it true that for relaxation or peace of mind in bad weather, the only way to travel is by Greyhound bus? Well, isn't it true? Answer me. beating your witness. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, to substantiate my case, here's Exhibit A. Look at that rain. Never fails whenever I plan a trip. 
Sonny, I worry about you. Driving hundreds of miles alone in weather like this. Billy, come in out of that rain. Ah, uh, rain can't hurt a greyhound. Now, why didn't I think of that? Honey, that's a thought. Why not take a greyhound? You'll be able to relax and I'll feel much better knowing you're not driving, too. First time I've relaxed on a trip in years. Cost less than I thought, too. Sure glad I'm not driving in that. Relax. It's such a comfort to take the bus and leave the driving to us. Relaxing on a Greyhound. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it all straightened out now. I mean, Raymond Burr gave in a little, I gave in a little, and everything is just fine. Now, you know, there is a certain type singer that I've always been crazy about. I remember years ago, it was Sophie Tucker. And then along came Kate Smith. So tonight, I'm very happy to present to you 370 pounds of singing talent, the McGuire Sisters. A girl, that was really, really wonderful, and I'm so happy that you're on this show with me. You're... Well, thank you, Mr. Benny. We're thrilled to be with you. Well, thank you. I mean it. It's just like Dorothy said. You're the most dynamic personality on television. Well, that's awfully sweet of Wait you. Wait a minute. I didn't say that. Oh, excuse me, honey. It must have been Chris who said you were the most dynamic personality on television. Oh. Didn't you, Chris? No, I didn't. Well, really, it doesn't make any difference. Dorothy, you must have said it. I'm sure Phyllis wouldn't have imagined it. I didn't say it. Phyllis, you must have said it yourself. Well, girl. I mean, why would I say a ridiculous thing like that? <laughs> well, what's so ridiculous about saying Jack Benny is the most dynamic personality on television? Nothing. I've said it hundreds of times. <laughs> Instead of arguing about who said what, why don't you get together again? That's a cue. <laughs> Two, three, four, all together now. Together. Ladies and gentlemen, when you put together a special show like this, a lot of problems come up, you see. And uh, one of the biggest problems is how? How can you get all of this material into one hour? Well, I must tell you this afternoon what happened. After our dress rehearsal, we found out that we were 15 minutes too long. Now, when a crisis like this happens, something has to go, you see. And even though his name appeared in all the ads in the papers, Danny Thomas, you see, Danny Thomas graciously consented to bow out. You see, this great trooper. And so he is sitting in the audience. I'd like to have him take a bow and have you meet this wonderfully nice fellow for the great gesture that he made. 
Thank you very, very much, Danny, for bowing out. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Bowing out, I was pushed. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen... Who bows out after four days' rehearsal? <laughs> that story about the show is too long. It's not that it was too long. Just during dress rehearsal, I got too many laughs. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, graciously bowed out. He locked my dressing room door and swallowed the key. <laughs> graciously bowed out. But then he says to me, he says, my sponsors thought that there was only room on the program for one comedian. Now they got nothing. <laughs> I love the story. He says, oh, you know how hard it is to put a show together. So hard. All of these empresarios, they make it like it's so hard. You know what I got to say to that? <laughs> I do these shows every week. Shh. Don't shush me, Elvis. <laughs> I'm on this network, too, you know. And what a big thing. His name is in the ad in the paper. The only way my name got in that ad was that I paid for it myself. <laughs> I hope you never sell another Greyhound bus. <laughs> In the first place, we don't sell the buses, we sell the seats. After you sell all the seats, what do you do with the buses? <laughs> Stop being funny. See what I tell you. That's what's bad. Stop being funny. Oh, what murders me more than since I'm up, I may as well go all the way. What murders me more than anything else, he comes up to me and he says, uh, Danny. Now, you know, Danny. Uh, you see how he does with his hands. In Heaven forbid it should be cold out. He wouldn't be able to say a word. Says Danny, you know, actually, you you haven't got the personality for a big special show. No personality. My nose alone is a spectacular. <laughs> Danny, will you stop? Will you stop making? Uh, Danny, huh? Will you stop? making such a great big thing out of it. I told you the show was 15 minutes too long, and it, your song alone ran three minutes. Oh, now, excuse me, lady, I'm sorry. Now you're stepping on thin ice, buddy. That song runs two minutes and 25 it seconds. It ran three minutes. Two minutes and 25 seconds. Three Don't minutes. I, I know. <laughs> you wearing a watch? <laughs> This woman is loved. You can tell because she wears a Benrus embraceable. This woman is loved and somewhere, sometime, someone has wanted to prove it. The occasion, you name it. Birthday. Graduation. Christmas. Anniversary. Baby. Or just for being there. Every Benrus embraceable is something special, something of value, something to be proudly given, proudly worn, because it is proudly made. Consider, here is a fine watch, 
a Benrus watch with the world-famous 70-jewel Benrus movement. Here, too, is a piece of fine jewelry styled with elegant simplicity or crowned by shimmering diamonds. Above all, here is the famous Benrus unconditional guarantee of quality. Your Benrus watch movement must run perfectly or Benrus will repair it or replace it, free and fast. This Benrus guarantee will be honored for three full years. In fact, is you'll get a whole lifetime of faithful service. For a Benrus embraceable is just that fine a watch. Your jeweler has Benrus embraceables for as little as $35. You will never find a better way to give something of value. to get on with the program now, I, um, I, excuse me a minute, there's something bothering me, I just thought of something, pardon me, is Raymond Burr still around there, Raymond, oh there, Raymond, Raymond, would you come out here, yes. just a minute, uh, Raymond, uh, backstage, during the uh, commercial, I heard Danny Thomas discussing some, talking with his agent, you see, and because I didn't want him on this show, uh, Danny was going to sue me. Oh, wait a see? minute, Jack. Let me stop you. No, I'm just an actor, not a lawyer. Well, I, I know, I know, but you see, you've been doing the Perry Mason shows uh, so many years, you see, that I, I thought that you'd know all about law and procedure and everything, and I thought that maybe... Well, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get some free advice. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong in a, in a fellow actor helping me out. Well, uh, Jack, tell me, why are you always trying to get something free? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, let me ask you this. In 1936, when Lou Ayers was making the Dr. Kildare show and playing Dr. Kildare, did you or did you not have him remove your appendix? <laughs> that has nothing to do with this. All I'm trying to find out is if they are going to sue me. You know, have they got a chance, if Danny's going to sue me, has he got a chance of winning? Well, did uh, Danny sign a contract for the show? Well, yes, yes. And did he, as you said, graciously bow out? <laughs> well, not, uh, I mean, uh, not exactly, but there were no witnesses. Then in court, it would be just your word against his. Yes. You don't stand a chance. <laughs> Well, why not? Who'd believe an axe murderer? <laughs> now, cut that out. An axe murderer. Listen, Jack, you wanted my advice? Uh, let, me, let me tell you. Why don't you just get Danny out here and let him do something on the show? Well, now I'm embarrassed. Would you I'm want ashamed. me to handle it for you? Well, I wish you All would. Right. Danny, Danny Thomas, would you come out, please? Yes. Jack, Jack feels that when he dispensed with your services on the show, it was with no malicious intent. And he is quite willing to apologize to you as long as the apology 
is not construed as a prima facie admission of guilt. <laughs> as, uh, as Jack's fiduciary, <laughs> I am further empowered to state that in the interest of non-protunct, he, Jack Benny, is quite willing to allow you, Danny Thomas, to perform your duly constituted services, uh, thereby precluding any further litigation and completing full restitution without recourse to quid pro quo. Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> I still haven't figured out what to do with the buses after they sell all the seats. Danny, what I'm trying to say is that Jack does want you on the show a little later on. Oh? Uh, would you just shake and make up with him? I'll be glad to. Good, Danny. Thank you, Jack. You know, this really makes me feel good. I, I don't think I've felt this good since I had my tonsils taken out. <laughs> oh, Lou Ayers? <laughs> Richard Boone. <laughs> oh, when he was on Meta. No, not when he's on medic. On his present show, he shot him out. Hey, that's very funny. Yes, yes, Danny, it is funny. You know, no wonder the McGuire sisters said you were the most dynamic personality on television. Oh, hit. Well, I'm glad that's settled. <laughs> Tell you what, you can come on, and uh, right after this next act, right. you can come on and do your. All right. Okay, fine. Thank Raymond, thank you very, very much. You know, ladies and gentlemen, about, oh, quite a few months ago, I did a show very similar to this one, you see. And it was an hour show like this, and I had a lot of stars on it, but one of the most important acts on the show was called the Marquis Family, and those were those wonderful monkeys that practically stole the show. And I got so many lovely telegrams and letters and a lot of comment, and they wanted to see, they wanted us to repeat that segment of the show. So I'm going to bring him to you now, those wonderful monkeys, the Marquis family. Wait a hold it, hold it, hold it, David. Hold it. Wait a minute, Big Daddy, just a minute. <laughs> oh. Oh. You could have said old daddy. You know? <laughs> But, but you said I go on right after the next act, and you just announced the Marquis family. I'm not going to follow those monkeys, buddy. <laughs> not me. No, no. Listen, you get ruined in this business following an act like that. It ruined my whole career. I'd have to have my head examined to follow those monkeys. I would be completely forgotten. What are you talking about? The last time I had the monkey act on, Bob Hope followed them. Bob who? Bob Hope. <laughs> yeah, I forgot him already. <laughs> Do it, Jack. All I right. just want well, then... fiduciary. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what it meant? Look, Daddy. Look, I'll tell you. <laughs> I swear he didn't know. What? <laughs> you do your act anytime you feel like it in the show. All right. Fine. You were satisfied? Well, you happy. All right. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Good. So long. <laughs> <laughs> 
For the most dynamic personality in show business, he certainly worries a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the Marquis family. see someone you know. <laughs> All right, come over here and sit down. Sit down there and don't move, eh? Oh, be a good boy. Do all the tricks right, we need the money. I've got two governments to support. <laughs> come here, Junior. You come over this other side. <laughs> smile, son, smile, smile. <laughs> Would you like to do an impression of Elvis Presley? Elvis Presley, quick, quick. <laughs> don't overact, son, don't overact. Here, you come over here and sit down. Where's the other one gone?
I'm Lady Greyhound, living symbol of the Greyhound Corporation. When my nose is cold, that's a sign of health. When yours is, ooh, that's a sign of winter. Time to pop on your furs and start planning that winter vacation. To Mexico, love it in winter. Florida or California, the Mardi Gras. Wherever you go, it's a doggone good idea to let Greyhound help you plan it. Like this. Winter. Time of snow, rain, and wind. A time you so often spend inside looking out, dreaming of the sun and the warm balmy air, of summer sport, and vacation far from tension and care. But why settle for a dream when the real thing is well within your reach on a fun-filled Greyhound winter vacation? Remember, a Greyhound vacation costs less than you think. Enjoy Greyhound Scenic Cruiser service. Ride straight through, no change of bus, while someone else does the driving for you. Pick your spot. Greyhound takes you there, far from tension and care. Relaxed, ready for the fun. Relax. It's such a comfort to take the bus and leave the driving to us. Relaxing on a Greyhound. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, my contract with the Greyhound Bus Company covers more than just doing the shows, you see. So if you're going to the mountains or the sea, take a Greyhound bus and leave the driving to me. gentlemen, not very long ago in the world of show business, actors and actresses confined themselves to the business of acting. In recent years, however, the trend has changed. Today, 
some of our foremost actors have branched out into other fields, have become rather successful businessmen. For instance, uh, Fred Astaire owns a dance studio in Santa Monica. Art Linkletter owns a bowling alley in Hollywood. Peter Lawford and Frank Sinatra own a restaurant in Beverly Hills. Bing Crosby owns Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, and Hollywood. <laughs> However, noticing the success of Art Linkletter's bowling alley and the restaurant owned by Frank Sinatra and Peter Lawford, Danny Thomas and Jack Benny, not to be outdone, have opened a combination restaurant bowling alley. <laughs> Frank Sinatra and Peter Lawford do this. <laughs> I don't care what they do. When you're in a business, you have to work. And the more work we do, the more money we save. Uh, just, just listen to me. I, I'm thinking all the time. Well, you're thinking all right. Who else but you would think of buying used butter from a ballpoint pen company? <laughs> You scrape off the writing, and who knows? <laughs> anyway, stop complaining. Look, we're doing great, Daddy. We're doing great. I mean, the, the restaurant is doing fine business, and the bowling alley is sensational. I told you a thousand times. Kill them before you pluck them. <laughs> Never mind that. It's a noise. It's driving me crazy, positively out of my mind. You're so chintzy. You wouldn't spend $500 to let an architect design the place. No, you got to design it yourself. Who needs an architect? A bowling alley's a bowling alley. A restaurant is a restaurant. You just put them together, that's all. Yeah, put them together. Where's the salt? I'll fill these shapes. Out of there. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm going to throw out the salt. You're going to throw the salt out? Yeah. Why? It's dirty. <laughs> well, put it in the pepper shaker. <laughs> some customers, Danny. We better wait on them, huh? I still say that was a ridiculous place to put the alley. There are customers in there. Let's go and wait on them. Will you please? Hey. Yeah. How about something to eat? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, right away. I'll be right here. Now, sir. 
What do you have? I'd like to have a piece of raisin pie. A piece of raisin pie? And a cup of coffee. And a cup of coffee, yes, sir. What do you have, sir? I'll have some of that tuna fish salad, huh? And some of those oyster crackers. Some of these oyster crackers? They're dirty. <laughs> Throw them away, Jack. They're too big for the pepper shaker. <laughs> Sugar, I want granulated sugar. Well, we haven't got any granulated sugar. Oh, here. Oh, my 
trouble again. Today, the new Benrus watch, unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today. The new Benrus watch, unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today. The new Benrus watch, with a movement unconditionally guaranteed for three years. This is today by Benrus for $25. A watch that sells for less can't be made like today with its 17 jewels, 17 points of protection. A watch that sells for less can't be guaranteed for three whole years. Today's three-year guarantee means that for three years you won't spend one cent for repairs. This is today in a man's dress watch, in a beauty watch, in a waterproof watch. Buy today at $25 by Benrus at your jewelers. last commercial was very, very interesting. And now I'd like to have you meet that uh, skin diver that does all of that underwater swimming. Mr. Morley, would you come out here, please? <laughs> Morley, uh, do you feel all right? Never felt better. <laughs> well, do you... Uh, do you do this skin diving very, very often? Oh, I've been skin diving for several years now, Jack. It's a wonderful sport. It is. And nothing unusual ever happens to you, Nick? Unusual? No. What could happen? 
The Benrus today is waterproof. It has 17 jewels. It's guaranteed for three full years and only costs $25. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, nothing happened to you today? Well, now, it's strange that you should mention that because when I surfaced, I did have a feeling that something was wrong. But you had a feeling that something was wrong? <laughs> then I put my Benrus to my ear and it was still ticking. <laughs> And then, so you feel all right today? I never felt better, and if you'll excuse me, I'm anxious to get home. It's my wife's birthday. Oh. Well, do me a favor. Don't hug her. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, now, I'd like to make a little announcement on my own, and that is that uh, next week, I'm giving three violin concerts. Uh, one in St. Louis with the symphony orchestra, and one in Detroit, and uh, one in Rochester, New York. And I hope that I'll see all of my friends there. And by the way, I do want to thank the editors of TV Guide magazine for putting my picture on the cover. And they also had a nice article about me. And they had one line, and it was wonderful. They said that I was the most dynamic personality on television. <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Benny, we didn't say that. Well, somebody said it. <laughs> also seen in tonight's cast were the Kane sisters, Mel Blank, Benny Rubin, Lester Matthews, Ray Hempel, Vicki Raff, Lois January, Bob Duggan. The Jack Benny Hour was brought to you by the Greyhound Corporation. It's such a comfort to take the bus. And leave the driving to us. And by Ben Russ, makers of today. The watch with a movement unconditionally guaranteed for three whole years. And we're out if I can find the stop button. I can't find the stop button. I'm going to edit this piece <laughs> <laughs> we're limited for time we we don't have time to not find the stop button but it's actually off my screen so i'm going to <laughs> shrink down my screen get to the stop button it's like, and now it's full screen again because i clicked on the bar at the top so we'll... hey and then stop it's it's over here. no it's not on my screen still <laughs> This is going to go on the gag reel. Does, uh, does I, will, I will navigate to the darn stop button. Now it's full screen again. <laughs> Help me. Oh, they did it. I got it.